Um, now, I want to get into the festivities to use our time well, and here is the main exciting special guest we happen to have joining us this Sunday, someone who has not been with us for several years, uh, our planting pastor, I was almost going to say founding pastor, who we also happen to have. He is not uh, the founder. Um, we're going to have a planter and a founder up here on stage, if you will. Uh, so first, I want to invite Eric Metcalf up onto the stage. Eric planted Community Lincoln Park 10 years ago. Um, he's been a part of community for almost 25 years now, doing all kinds of different roles, started as an intern, worked his way up to the you know, highest position possible, which was planting a church in the city, obviously. Uh, obviously, that's the highest position you can go. And about three or four years ago, Eric transitioned over to New Thing, where he is now leading What's your official title over at New Thing? You got one for us? I am the assistant to, I am Dwight Schrute of the organization. That's right. I used to be the associate director, now I'm the city movements director, whatever that means. Yes, very exciting. Ask him afterwards what that means. Uh, that's your challenge. I also want to invite John Ferguson up, wherever John is. John's over here. John Ferguson. So we wanted, we wanted to do something a little historic. These, uh, so far, you know, vastness of 10 years. We are a 10-year-old child as a church here in the city. And uh, Eric was the first pastor, John then was the interim, and now I am the a community pastor here at Community Lincoln Park. So we just wanted to share the story, tell you a little bit of what happened, and to begin, I wanted to hand it over to Eric with some fun photos to tell us about launching Community Lincoln Park 10 years ago. What happened? What was it like? Uh, what are we seeing on screen? Yeah, I love it. Thank you guys for letting me be here. It's an honor. I love this city. Given, can I get an amen if you love this city? Amen. I mean, really, seriously, it's, it's just a beautiful community. Uh, we now live in what I call the boring burbs. Uh, we live in Downers Grove. Everybody say boo. Boo, boo. I know, we're wimps. We gave up. We moved out to the suburbs. <laughs> anyway, so it's an honor to be here. I love this uh, neighborhood. I love being in this community. My wife and I and our three kids were the first five people that started this church. We sold our house. Uh, we moved into the city. We moved into an apartment where we tripled our mortgage and our rent. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but no, really, like, just... What an exciting time for us as we just kind of started to lay the groundwork of this new church. The photos you're looking at here represent our opening day. It was our grand opening of this new location of community uh, here in Lincoln Park. And uh, it was such a fun day because, like I said, we started with five, but on opening day, we had over three, almost 300 people there that day. Uh, some of the people in the crowd that stand out to me, one of them in particular is former uh, Alderman Smith. Uh, she was there with us on opening day. It was a big surprise. We invited her. Uh, we had served within the community, and it was just fun to be able to celebrate that she was with us. Yeah, it's amazing. So then, like, launch happens, uh, and we'll have John talk about the launch in just a second, too. But after launch, what was it like? I mean, what was the ministry? What were some of the stories, recollections? What stands out to you as you remember that six, seven-year window where you were doing ministry in the city? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to be the kind of church that would help people find their way back to God. Sound familiar for those <laughs> of you that are around here? And so we wanted to invest in the community. We wanted to meet immediate needs, and so we came alongside of organizations like the Lincoln Park Community Shelter, which I believe this community still continues to do that here now 10 years later. And so we were able to start that in the beginning. Uh, it was also just be able to meet people where they're at in terms of their spiritual journeys. And so uh, actually mostly who we ended up reaching were young professionals. Raise your hand if you think you're one of those. I mean, come on. Some, some tentative um, hand raises. Yes, <laughs> you are. Like, if you think you are, you are. I don't you know are. if I'm still young. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then also empty nesters. And so we had an opportunity to reach families uh, as well, but probably mostly who were reaching people in their, in their mid-20s. And so that was kind of a fun part of our journey as we served a young community like that. Yeah, it's amazing. So then from the beginning, John, you were here. Uh, watching over <laughs> Eric, some might say, uh, keeping, a, keeping a watchful eye. It's like a Genesis eye. 1 moment in the beginning. <laughs> Was the John? Beginning. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what was it like, John, just being here for the launch? Uh, what was the story of what brought you and Lisa into the city? I know you've shared it many times. but Super fun. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us for the celebration today. It's exciting to be here. and Just so grateful for, for Eric and John and incredible leadership that they provided here in Lincoln Park. And uh, now 10 years, which is absolutely amazing. But, yeah, we moved here uh, as a family. My son was 12. My daughter was 10. And I think we kind of spanned that uh, young professional all the way to now empty nester uh, kind of chasm over the over the years but uh yeah for us i think it was just this sort of dream come true to have a church actually in our community because we uh, moved to uh lincoln park uh, a few years before we actually launched uh, this location and so we're developing friendships and excited about you know welcoming people into this community and so when it finally opened i think for us it was just like a, a dream come true yeah it's amazing so then about four years ago uh, Eric received the call to move on to new things. That left this gap that John graciously stepped into as the interim community pastor. And then this super fun thing happened to all of us. Yeah, it's uh, so Do you want to tell us about, yeah. do you remember anything happening fun? like three or four years ago? That <laughs> I don't know. There's this thing that like I try to have me <laughs> selective memory loss from. But yeah, COVID. Wasn't COVID fun? Do you remember that? I actually, just to be clear, I, I looked for photos of the church during COVID and there are none. We have all forgotten. <laughs> we did not exist for that window, uh, even though we clearly yeah. did. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, COVID was so hard. And uh, I mean, for a lot of churches, uh, you know, across the city and even in the suburbs, we literally didn't meet for an entire year, at least in person together. And the very thing that we've grown to not love so much, which actually helped us survive, we all know, is Zoom, right? And so we did a lot, a lot of small groups via Zoom, a lot of gatherings via Zoom, and then also our small groups, uh, just meeting in, in apartments and homes and in places where we could meet in small groups at that time, I think really just kind of kept us connected as a core over the course of that year, year and a half, and, you know, resulted in, in uh, what we see today. And so just special thanks to... I think especially those people that were with us through that lean season, those tough times during COVID, and we wondered if we'd ever get back together. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, COVID is winding down. Right around the time that the church is looking for a new location, we wind up over at Lincoln Hall right across the street. Tell us about finding Lincoln Hall, the period of you know, finding the Perines bringing us in the last couple of years. What's that been like, John? Let me just say, finding the Perines was one of the best days ever in the history of community. <laughs> Lincoln Park. Can we, we get an that? amen? Amen. Yeah. Uh, John and Jenna were absolutely a, a godsend. And uh, yeah, you know, coming out of COVID, we were actually at DePaul. How many of you remember being at DePaul for a little bit at Cordelou Commons, yeah, for a season? Then we jumped to Lincoln Hall, and that was a great day. Um, the folks at Lincoln Hall were just tremendous in opening up their doors to us and welcomed us warmly. And it really was the right place, I think, for that season. And then to make the jump over here just across the street where we have much more space, our, you know, the number of people that are showing up has probably doubled or tripled since then. And it's just been exciting to see what God's doing as we really uh, want to fulfill that mission of helping people find their way back to God, but also be the kind of church that really makes a difference in the community. So, Yeah, our, our joy was coming in about two years ago now, almost, and seeing this small nucleus of friends who had survived COVID, those of you know who you are, uh, together, <laughs> and had emerged as a church that was still beating in the city. You know, a lot of churches closed down because of COVID. And to be able to come in with you all for the last two years, to have this incredible ministry season at Lincoln Hall, you see some of the photos going around, um, to have that core group really lift the community up, to open our doors, to become missional, invitational again, and then to see us grow to an extent that we could move here into Victory Gardens has been amazing. So uh, it has truly been an incredible journey. Now, before I, I let you guys go, um, I did want to tell the one last funny story with Eric that when I came in, uh, I received this email exchange with Eric where he and I were talking about, okay, what, 
what am I walking into, what to expect, and honestly, it was one of the most moving, memorable uh, messages I've ever received was Eric giving me all that this community meant to him. But you mentioned specifically something missionally that would happen on Friday nights. Do you remember this? Could you tell us a little bit about the innovation we need to get back to, the cutting edge of Whole Foods evangelism and what Whole that Foods involved? Friday? Come on, who misses Whole Foods Friday? Some of you do, I know. What you don't know, I think, I can't remember what it was, it five bucks or something like that? For $5, you get five samplings of wine and appetizer at Whole Foods Friday. And we turned it into the best evangelistic opportunity and a way to build into our community. I mean, there were times, there's probably pictures in there. There was like 30 or 40 people sometimes at these hangouts. It yeah. was hilarious. It was a wonderful way to... Anyone want to do Whole Foods Friday again? Come it, on. Can I? It will not surprise any of you that the strongest coaching I received from Eric at the very beginning was how to involve alcohol in church missions without actually making it clear that there would be alcohol in church missions. So again, there's, there's still some ways for us to continue growing as a community, but I, I for one, I can so be thankful. your mentor and coach if, you need, if you're looking. Okay, moving on. Um, it, is, it is a rare privilege to be able to have continuity like this with pastors standing here who have invested so much in a community who stand together. Could you join me for just a moment in thanking Eric and John for everything they've done for our community? Um, not, not just Eric and John, obviously, you can go ahead and have a seat, but their families, Lisa, who's here, Aaron, who wasn't able to join us this morning, their kids who have invested so much, a huge thank you to you guys for all that you've poured in. Now, the only other people we needed to thank in this overarching story, and then we're just about done here with our 10-year celebration, is we have to thank those who have truly made this church endure through the season. So there's so many people I could thank, and there's so many different ways we could do it, um, uh, you know, obviously, we could, like, buy massages for these people. We could, we could give them tickets that would say, you don't have to serve on any Sunday that you want. You can just hand this ticket in. That would be great. But instead, I wanted to thank seven people, I think, uh, who don't know they're about to be thanked with awards. Again, the most useless thing we could do is simply give them an award. But if I could, um, we, we, have prepared, we have prepared the immaculate beauty of obviously Jesus at the center, prayer hands in a Bible for this pious group of individuals. Uh, and so I, I wanted to offer some of these awards and actually if uh, Eric and John would be able to, yeah, stand right over here to be able to give them out. Um, the first award that we wanted to offer, and this is just so you know, the criteria, these are people who have been with us pre-COVID for the most part, who have poured out blood, sweat, tears, prayer, Every Sunday after Sunday, you've seen them serving in every capacity. They're still here. First and foremost, we wanted to invite the Andersons to come forward with, with, uh, with the coolest keys and the coolest shades award for the Andersons. Uh, if we could offer this to the Andersons, if you could make your way forward, I'm going to hand this to Eric. Um, next up, I wanted to invite... Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, um, you can stay on stage for a second. Stay on stage. Over there. Thank you. Yes, this is all improvised. Uh, I next up wanted to invite Janet West for the most likely, most likely to plant again award. Most likely to plant again. It's okay. Yes, yes, extend. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, the incredible story that many of you know of Dan Wolf, who is most likely to wear the Community Tea Award. Uh, Dan Wolf. Dan Wolf you can... 
if Dan is here, if Dan has made it to us. Uh, we'll, as Dan makes his way down, uh, we also want to invite the one and only from the lighting booth who's going to have a long time to get down here, Andrew West with the Media Maestro Award. Uh, we only have three more. Thank you. You're being very kind, but this is, this is very important to us. Um, next up, we have, if they're, if they're here, I haven't seen Melanie yet. We have the Smiths, Mark and Melanie Smith, with the More Babies, More Bass Award uh, at Lincoln Park. Here, Eric, I'll let you guys see. Yeah, it's fine. We'll see if he makes it up. Adding them one at a time, helping one baby at a time find their way back to God. Uh, next up, we have Kate and Dan Hugar with the Gotta Catch Em All Awards. Kate and Dan Hugar. And then finally, someone who has been with this community from the very beginning, and if after this one you could join me one more time in standing to our feet to thank all of these incredible people who have been the church for us, who have kept this church open for 10 years, we have the one, the only, Tim Massing with the Servant of the Decade Award. Could you join me in standing as we thank these guys for keeping our church open? They hate this. You all can go, oh, no, Tim's going to stay. Uh, maybe give the teaching today. You may make your way back to your seats. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. That's all you <laughs>